Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? Now, he's not speaking to the man. He's speaking to the demon. My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. Now, why did they want to stay in that area? Now, this is important. I better stop right here for just a minute. Why did the demons want to stay in that area? May I say to you this, that demons are territorial? They are assigned areas. Satan's kingdom, although it may appear to be in chaos, is not as... If you go and study Ephesians chapter 6, where he talks about the spiritual warfare, you look in several translations and you study, you'll see that there's structure and there is order to his kingdom. He has regions, he has localities, and he assigns demons over certain areas. They want to stay there. Somebody also said it because they, the demons, had been welcomed there. They found receptivity. They found some people there that would receive them and entertain them. That's why in different parts of a country or a, a state or even a city, you will find there's a receptivity, there's a reception for certain types of demonic activity because the people that are dwelling there are making a home for them. We should have compassion on those people because they are the objects of God's love and deliverance and salvation. And many times they are put in bondage to it not because they're wanting to so much, but because the demons are so powerful and there are those who are bringing the demons in. A good example is an alcoholic. An alcoholic brings demons into his home and his children don't want those demons, but he brings them in. A drug addict, the same thing. A prostitute, a person with an extremely materialistic spirit brings that into a home and that demon, that spirit, that unclean spirit is passed on to other people in that home. Same thing with a city and a church that's why every church needs a move of God every church needs to be cleaned out spiritually every so often because people bring in spirits with them and if they don't get delivered and set free those spirits will dwell there and they will want to find homes in other people as well and so here it is church this demon wants to stay in that area what does Jesus do he says okay I'll give you a home he put them in the pigs and what happened to the pigs they went over the cliff <laughs> Now, a demon is powerless to do anything unless it has a body through which to do it. So now that their body, the body of the pigs, are destroyed. So what happened to the demons? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> now, what happened as a result of that, of that type of supernatural, somebody say supernatural, supernatural. manifestation of the power of God, what happened? The people who saw it go, <gasps> especially the pig farmers. <laughs> they go, whoa, there went their harvest. There, oh, man, he just destroyed my business. Do you think the drug pushers and the pimps and the idol makers are going to like you when you speak a word of deliverance and their people that they have, had, they have made merchandise of, that they've made profit off of, do you think they're going to be happy? If you go down here and you pick at Walmart and you convince the shoppers not to go into Walmart, you think Walmart's going to be happy with you? Well, you're doing the same thing here in this place, church, and you're doing the same thing in your ministry. When you're out there and you're ministering deliverance to people, you are taking money out of the pockets of the people who are pimping them, who are using them. They're not going to like you. You're not going to make friends. You're going to make enemies. But you're going to be instrumental in setting people free and bringing them out of bondage into liberty and bless God. God's going to be glorified and those people are going to be happy and rejoicing in the Lord and they're going to go forth and they're going to tell other people what happens when somebody gets delivered? What happens when somebody gets saved? What happens when somebody gets healed? Do they keep it to themselves? They spread it everywhere, don't they? 
They tell everybody, oh, let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. What is that chorus we used to sing? Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Hallelujah. Can't keep it to ourselves, can we? So then the people, it says in verse number 17, when they saw what happened to their business, they said to their farm, their ranch just went over a cliff. Talk about going south. <laughs> then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. Now, let me say something in their favor. They did not, maybe all of them in concert, be the kind of people who made merchandise off of people being in bondage. There may have been some good business people there just didn't realize. And it wasn't really the pigs that caused the problem. They were kind of, what is that word they use in a war when collateral damage? The pigs were just collateral damage. <laughs> I think I've been some of that collateral damage myself a time or two. There was fallout. Well, later, Jesus comes back to this region and he is received with arms wide open, and a great revival happens there. So I say that in their favor. 